You are now tuned in to the All-Star Vintage Podcast with your hosts, Mark Jameson and Dom Morrow. Three, two, one. Here we go. Let's get ready to suck it. Welcome to your room. Snack bar, Lambeau Field. I was scalded by the cheese of a flaming hot nacho. You play to win the game. He starts to come and then he pulls out. Oh, it's from a slice of gabagool. Finish him. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the All-Star Vintage Podcast with your boys Dom and Mark back once again for another episode. Mm -hmm. Welcome back folks, Mr. Mark Jameson. Hello and Uh, welcome. Yeah, it is episode, is it episode 20? I don't know, six, five, what is it? It's 25. 25, brother. Episode 25 here on the Chop Sports Network. Yes, indeed, folks. It is uh, mid-August, something like that. In mid-August, it I is, guess you could call it that. Yeah, uh, it is time of recording. What is it? Eight fourteen. So yeah, yeah. So like we are, we are creeping in on Z football. Like we had real, we had preseason. It's preseason, but we're creeping in on regular season football. And we were saying they did like regular season football. Like, especially the first week, that first Sunday is like my favorite day of the year ever. Like, that's a holiday to me, 100%. There's no question. Like, I really feel like that first weekend of football, it doesn't get any better than that. That first Sunday. It's about, it's, a, it's like a peak feeling. I don't know. <laughs> I'm very hyped for it. Good, man. Well, you, I, mean, I definitely agree. You're hyped for it. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you talked about regular season, but I want to take a step back mm. and talk about preseason a little bit and the scare that i oh, had yeah big over the scare. weekend big scare we're this, kicking the show off with a big scare friday night okay jets eagles preseason game mm-hmm. and if there's one thing you don't want to happen yeah it's your for your young second year signal call signal caller mm-hmm. to roll out of the pocket mm-hmm. And go down yeah. with, with a, a non-contact yeah. football injury. Yeah. When I saw him go down, immediately think the worst. I, was I like, mean, uh-oh. I'm saying five minutes into the preseason yeah. and our season is done already. Oh, can you imagine? I mean, this is, of course, life yeah. as, as a Jets fan. Mm-hmm. This is my initial <laughs> reaction, right? Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm sitting at the bar trying to enjoy myself. It's a beautiful Friday night. Drinks are flowing. I'm down in Keyport by the water with the wife. Everything's good. Mm-hmm. Jets come on. They put it on the TV for me. And, dude, like I said, five minutes in, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Mm. And I said, I saw as soon as he went down. Uh-huh. I know like, he That's felt it. weird. Yeah, he felt weird. I was like, oh, man. That's it. It's over. It's The season's done. <laughs> We're going to be looking at a year of Joe Flacco, Mike White. The zombie Joe Flacco. Zombie. Um, you know, can can Flacco make it a whole season? No. So we're going to see White at some point, too. Stevler. And this new guy, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I'll i be honest, dude. I, as soon as Zach went down, I didn't even want to watch anymore. Yeah. I completely tuned out. I, I couldn't handle it. Yeah. No, I get you. I, I, I shut off Twitter. I'm, I'm like, not because I'm not going to find out anything right now anyway. Yeah. You know, Salah had his press conference and, um, you know, didn't really give too much information. They wanted to give the MRI, yada, yada, yada. Before they, you know, report anything, of course. Yeah. I get that. 
The so only. I, I mean, I, I just, I, I, mm. I couldn't believe it. I, I, I'm like, this is it. <laughs> it brings me back to all the terrible fucking years when our quarterback goes down and we have mm. no one capable to back him up. Really, you know, I, I'm starting thinking the Brooks Bollinger years. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> stuff like it's that, a little man. bit. It's a little bit of a, a debatable. If you see, I, I think, I think. Uh, Flacco's a very capable backup, though. Yeah, no, I, you know, I do think we're in a a better situation. Yeah, than maybe in like, years past, cause like if you were like, let's say, you know, because he's gonna, he, I, I, I think he's gonna miss week one. I would, I, I still think he's probably gonna miss week one. And like, you know, let's say if it was like a worst case scenario, not worst case, but like a scenario where he's missing like three weeks, I still think Flacco wins you one. You can win you one or two of those games. Yeah, no, Easy. no, no doubt. I think um, especially early in the year, fresh Flacco. Before he's fully zombified, fresh Flacco, who's been thrown to guys in camp already, and yeah. you know, I, I, yeah, I agree. I think, I think that wouldn't be the worst situation to be in. But man, but you dodged and, and, I, and I'm, I'm very happy that it looks like this yeah. is only a two to four week thing, mm-hmm. and then he will be back. But going to what you were saying, you know, who do you start week one if Zach Wilson is healthy, right? Yeah, oh, and they're saying, well, you know, doctors healthy, saying he he's play, ready he's to go. He's got to play. You know, do you do you roll him out cold like that week one? I mean, yeah. you're gonna have to roll him out eventually, right? Yeah, if he's yeah, ready to go, saying. if he's ready to go and gets the okay, uh, you know they're gonna play him. But I almost would feel a little more comfortable with Flacco getting to start week one and yeah. giving him that like one extra week mm-hmm. to get fully, fully back. Room. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, and, and that would be an interesting narrative too if you look at Flacco versus the Ravens week one. Oh, yeah, you know, how about that for a little uh, media coverage <laughs> and some headlines? So. Yeah. No, you know, I, from from that perspective, I don't think it'd be the worst thing. Listen, I was fully prepared, you know, especially with Becton going down to at least he recovered from that. Yeah, uh, strategically in, bringing in Dwayne Brown, right? Great idea, but I'm like, yeah. here we go again. Now Wilson's going down, and it's just like, oh god, what a nightmare! Oh, oh a, no! Yeah. Oh, but like, I can say again. when I saw him walking to the locker room. And he was walking pretty much fine. He didn't need assistance. He didn't even have a limp, really. I, I, I thought a little more optimistically. I did. I was like, oh, you know what? If he's yeah, just walking back Sometimes there, Sometimes you like, could walk on an ACL. Oh, I know. But if you can, you can do that and move on that. You don't necessarily need to have surgery. Yeah, which looks like they dodged the fucking bullet. You couldn't. When, it, when, you, when you look at what happened, and like we've seen it a million times with the non-contact injuries, and then you see the... the um, prognosis i guess of the only like the the two to the four week whatever window you have to be just an instant sigh of relief like because we've like i said we've seen it a million times guy goes down that's it that's the year right so that's there. it yeah like so we'll definitely will not see zach this preseason no again, he's done. that's for that's sure that. yeah um and which brings me to a question i know we bounce this back and forth from mm-hmm. time to time but you know do you agree with starting your starters in the preseason you know, even if they are young and they need the experience and all that, um, I like the idea of starting them during your joint practices, mm-hmm. right? So if you're a team that does joint practices. Like the boys in Broncos just did. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great opportunity to start your guy. Mm-hmm. Make sure, You know, it's a controlled environment where, you know, he, yeah. he doesn't have to get sacked, right? Yeah, they yeah. could just wrap him up or touch him or whatever if, the, mm-hmm. if they get to the quarterback, the defense. So. You know, there I think you get plenty of work in those environments. It's real yeah. enough. So why risk Put it out there. what just fucking happened? Yeah. I mean, like I said, we've seen it a million times, too. Like, with Romo. Romo had a... Mark you know, Sanchez. Yeah. Sure. Dude, I'm telling you, though, with Romo every year, it was like, come on. 
And then, like, this last year when it happened, like, but thank You're God. You're playing with fire. But that's it. We had Dak. Thank God that was the emergence of Dak. But, um, yeah, that's, I, yeah, if, if it's me, I, I, you don't need, I don't personally. It was shades of the Snoopy Bowl all over again. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't need to see the guys more than a series. You want to play them one series? Sure, whatever. But after that, I really don't see it. Because to me, preseason is more about the guys at the back end of your roster who you don't know if you're going to keep or not, or you don't know who's going to be there. Those are the guys that really need to play because those are the guys you're going to find out. Okay, well, if I I'm going to sign, you know, we, I'm going to sign him over him, obviously, because as I could see, you know, he might not practice as well. But when it comes down to game time, he's obviously the right. gamer. You know, you know, those are the guys point, I want to see. Makai Becton goes down now before they sign Dwayne Brown. They're mm-hmm. like, let's evaluate some of our guys that we have in-house. Yeah. And now you're finding out they might have this diamond in the rough with uh, Max Mitchell, who they mm-hmm. picked up in this year's He's past draft. Round guy. Yeah, like yeah. later round guy. But apparently they thought he was a project, need a lot of time yeah. to develop. Um, they put him in with... Uh, because of Makai's absence. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, holy so shit, this guy's capable. Uh, but he, he's not star. Obviously, Dwayne mm. Brown's in. And he's coming off a Pro Bowl season. So yeah. Now, the Jets got him on a two-year deal. Jets got him on a two-year, $22 million deal. Could they have potentially overpaid for it? Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. But he had other suitors, apparently. He picked the Jets. He knew going in that playoffs, you know, yeah. aren't very yeah. likely. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's questionable. But uh, it, it goes to show that the culture that Rob Sal is building right now and mm-hmm. Joe Douglas and things like that, to have these higher profile free agents, mm-hmm. regardless of age, yeah, yeah. you know, choosing the Jets now over other teams. I mean, now now they got to start winning. Now yeah. you got you got guys that are buying into the culture. Now go win. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get even more guys wanting to come over now. But, yeah. you know, that, and, and yeah, they're so doing it the right way, man. So that kind of brings me actually to my next point that I want to talk about. So. We were saying before, I was saying before, you know, I don't really put a ton of stock into the preseason in general, like for the most part, you know, but I do think for teams like the Jets, like I was saying before, I think the wins in the preseason do matter because you, you know, you have a guy like Salas there, it's a second year. You want to show that, okay, we're putting in the work, we're winning these games and I can buy into this guy and I, you know, it's, he's not all talk because, you know, it's, it's showing up on the field and we're actually winning, you know, like regardless if it's your starters or your third or fourth string guys, you know, you want to see the guys that are going out there and wanting to fight for that dude to win the games. And if you're winning the games, that's, that's, that's the whole point. You know, you go out, you play to win the game. <laughs> you play to win Hello? the game. Hello. You don't play just to play. No. But yeah, like, you know, I, I don't take a ton of stock in the preseason. I don't. But, like I said, when you're building a team from the ground up, from a whole new regime standpoint, it's important. It's important to stack the wins when you can get them. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the whole Zach Wilson going down thing just put such a bad taste in my mouth. I didn't even care about the outcome of the mm-hmm. game. So, I mean, I understand from your perspective, right? It's good for culture. It's, you know, that there's fight on this team, even guys that are kind of bottom of the roster, you know, might get cut mm-hmm. type guys. They're still putting it out there and, and not even, not only to showcase themselves to potential, you know, the other 31 teams out there, but, you know, for the team they're on, yeah. you know, and, uh, currently. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. It's a good sign. But more more importantly, I think I was more concerned that the Jets got their asses beat, their, their, their ones 
got their asses beat by the Eagles ones and some of the twos. And, mm. you know, that's what I'm concerned yeah. about. So, yeah, I mean, winning, that's cool. But, I mean, I really hope next week this team comes out and they look a little uh, they look a little better. Yeah, they probably will. I mean, like I said, it's preseason week one of all things, too, you know. I'm excited to see more Mike White, too. Uh-huh. You know, and, and, and that's Mike White. And know? this is the fun thing about the preseason, too. I know we were kind of talking about this before uh, we – we went mm-hmm. on air, but you know, preseason has its kind of um, it's little charms. It's a little <laughs> charm to yeah. it, right? I know it's uh, it's not for everybody, and I'm not a huge like I don't dive deep into the preseason. No. But there's certain guys that are like roster bubble mm-hmm. guys or old vets that you haven't seen in a while mm-hmm. that you know you take stock in. Oh yeah, and, and you, 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 you see like oh shit, this dude plays here now, and you didn't even realize it. Like I was just saying, I didn't realize you know like Devin Funches transitioned to tight end. And I forget where he's even playing now. Maybe Buffalo? I don't know. Yeah, there's those guys that you like. You're like, oh, that's like my, you watched them. You're like, yeah, that's my guy. And then maybe they're not that great now. Or like, definitely like more like on the back end. They're, whatever the case may be, you see them pop up in these random places. You're like, oh, shit. Something to root for. Yeah. And then sometimes they have like a career renaissance year mm-hmm. where like they bounce back and have like a really big year before they fall off completely. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's there's a lot of guys like that. You know who I think of like that too, mm. which is you know someone who bounced around a, a lot, uh, came into the league with a lot of hype, uh, but really never made it as a number one receiver or really a receiver. Mm-hmm. Actually, he carved out like a good special teams role, and then became like a nice gadget guy and kind of transitioned to running back. Um, what's his face from uh, Atlanta? Cordero Patterson. Patterson. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Um, a guy that didn't really figure it out or just mm-hmm. didn't have the right coach to figure it out yeah. until later in his career and now is a legitimate weapon, right? Like oh, yeah. maybe not a mega star, but, no, yeah, but it's yeah. cool to see those guys kind of develop at some point like, oh, yeah. a, with a different team later yeah. on. And totally like a different like, – like he developed more into like a running back. You know, he's like an all-purpose player. So, yeah, I mean, camp and preseason are really good times to, like, experiment with that. So, like, you're saying it's it's fun to see other players trying out different roles and, you know, trying to just fit Mm -hmm. into the team. I think, um, what's his face from the Saints? Um, Taysom Hill. Hill. (laughs) I think he's finally uh, accepted his role as tight end. Yeah, yeah. So, that's it. He's, like, pretty much fully converted tight end now. Um, I know he's... They interviewed him and he talked about it. And he's like, you know, mm. whatever I got to do for the team, that's what I'm going to do. But yeah. obviously, he wasn't thrilled. No. He still wanted to be a quarterback. But hey, listen, you're not going to – not that Jameis is like the best no. in the world. But, I, you know, from a, just a talent-to-talent talent standpoint, mm-hmm. you look at those two guys, like I'd rather have Jason. Oh, I mean, Jameis would. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'd rather have Jameis. And then, you know, Tyson is a, is a good kind of utility guy yeah. that can still be va- – you know. Uh, of value and uh, you could run a lot of trick plays with him easily. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think it makes sense. So who's who's their head coach now? Uh, Dennis Allen, right? Ugh. Saints. Dennis yeah, Allen. Yeah, Dennis Allen. So the defensive coordinator. Dennis Allen sucked. He sucked. As Previous a coach. Uh, Raiders coach. Yeah, you suck. Let's go to break. Oh, okay. We'll go to break and we'll come back. Oh, okay. And on the other side, okay, we have the football card segment. Oh, yes. And then uh, that's some more shit and maybe some. Oh yeah, and Jersey talk. So hang tight, we'll let Dave do his thing, and we'll be back right after this. Guys, behind every great sports fan is a spouse or a significant other that tirelessly puts up with us day in and day out, and sometimes they're even bigger fans than we are. At Shop Sports, we're all about helping all brands expand their business, and today we want to talk to you guys about a women's clothing company out of North Carolina called Lilac and Sage Boutique. Tell them, Dita. 
Lilac and Sage Boutique is a veteran-owned, LEL spouse-operated boutique based out of North Carolina. They were founded by those who serve. Their goal is to continue their service by providing affordable clothing to other hardworking women. They ship orders all over the world. They have all sorts of amazing styles, ranging from women's tops, rompers, to sundresses. I myself have already purchased way too many items, and I'm coming back for more. Guys, you have to act now, and at checkout, be sure to let them know you heard about them via Chop Sports by entering the code CHOP10 and get 10% off your purchase at checkout. Visit them online right now at www.lilacsageboutique.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook, at Lilac Sage Boutique. And join their mailing list like I did so I don't miss any of their new arrivals. You heard it from the producer herself, ladies and gentlemen. Check out lilacsageboutique.com. What's up, guys? It's Sturge from Chop Sports, and today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, Oakley. They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's $100. Check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website, absolute-eyewear.com. Tell them Chop Sports Sturge sent you. Oh, all right, folks. Oh. We are back. Back again for the yeah. second half yes. of episode 25. You're tuned into the All-Star Vintage Podcast. Thanks for uh, hanging around. And we're going to go right into it. The um, football card collection segment. That, again, has no name, but we're having fun with. I, all, all I'm going to say is I really hope we do not get Dan, another Dan McGuire. We'll say you that you hope I mean, another Dan McGuire. <laughs> no problem. I'm, I'm not <laughs> ever going to make a promise again. Yeah. Because last time I did, sure as shit. Big Dan. I was showing a fool. Yeah. Big Dan. <laughs> so, um, all right. Let's get right let's into it. go. So, like, this is going to be a good segment. We have video because people are like, oh, it's going to be like an unboxing. Everybody's going to get psyched. Like, oh, it's an unboxing. Nope. I might change up the rules for this segment. Yeah. I might each week handpick one. Okay. Okay. Potentially. that This might transition <laughs> into a handpick because the into random, a handpick yeah the randoms it's just it's too much I have okay. too many shitty cards uh-huh. of guys that, that no idea no clue yeah. right and yeah. nobody does yeah. and, I hear and, and they're mixed with my good shit so that's a problem you know yeah. I, I, I need to actually separate them yeah and clean them out yeah you know I, man, that'd be the way you know, one day I'm just gonna <laughs> smoke a joint and just do that and do that yeah that would be a lot See, of fun yeah alright so I have <laughs> the First card out of the three, the first one today, I think you will remember this guy because uh-huh. we're going to travel back in time all the way to 1980, I believe, eight? 88. 89. 89. 89. So this is probably the oldest one I've pulled so okay. far. Yeah. Um, so it's a I think Tops so. 89 Arizona Cardinals uh-huh. kicker uh-huh. Al. Del Greco. The best. I love that. I used to love those names. Guys are real ridiculous name like that. Like like a Del Negro, Del Greco. Del Greco. Al Del Greco. Who remembers him? Yeah. That's a throwback right there. (laughs) And this was not Arizona, by the way. No. Let me take that back. Phoenix. Phoenix. Phoenix Cardinals. Um, That would be a cool shirt or a uh, sweatshirt or something. something. We have Phoenix Cardinals something at some point. Um, so yeah, this was, uh, 
He uh, drafted, I think, in 84, mm. Del Greco. And let's see, field goals, field goals, field goals. Nine in 84, uh, 19 and 85, 17 and 86, 5 and 87, 4 and 87. Wait. Oh, so, okay. So, I'm sorry, his first few years was with the Packers. Okay. And then he got traded, I guess, in 87 mm-hmm. or released and picked up by the Cardinals that year. Mm-hmm. So, he played 84 to 87 with the Packers. Uh, and then 87 to whenever with the Cardinals. Mm, so, I see. 87 he had uh, 11 with the Packers, 8 with the Cardinals. He was busy oh, that year. Okay. And then in 88... 42. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I read it wrong. 12. 12. I was going to say 42. 12. I was looking at extra points. <laughs> so, no. Yeah. So, um, 87, he had five um, field goals and four with the Cardinals. Five with the Packers, four with the Cardinals. I was reading extra points. My bad. Okay, cool. Anytime. Anyways, so Al Del Greco. Yes, I remember that one. That's a throwback for sure. That's a good one. Um, this one. Redskins fans, they, mm-hmm. they might remember. They, mm-hmm. they might remember. This is a, a 1997 mm-hmm. Upper Deck Collector's Choice Edition. Oh, okay. You um, James Asher. Oh, yeah. I remember that, dude. Redskins, tight end. Yeah. Oh, you'll know him from the NFC East. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so James Asher, they say, on the back of the card, Asher. prior to 1996, the last time a Redskin taught Tight end had caught over 40 passes in a season was 1985. Jamie Asher changed that last year while becoming one of the team's top clutch receivers. So we have in 95, Jamie Asher, 14 receptions, 172 yards, uh, no touchdowns. Uh, 96, 52 receptions, 481 yards. And four touchdowns. So, yeah, that's a uh, productive year for a tight end, especially back then. Um, But, yeah, so Jamie Asher, that is card number two, um, tight end Redskins. All right, so this one, the third third one. Third and final card for this It's going to be tough. So, uh, Del Greco and this Mm -hmm. card, it might come to the finals of which one I like the best, but we'll see. Okay. So, number one, and it is another Cardinals, though. How about that, by the way? Hmm. Okay. an upper deck, no, I'm sorry, a uh, playoff first and 10. So this was a card series from, I think, 97. And the player on the card is, uh, I believe they were Arizona at the time in 97, were they? Uh, couldn't tell you. Cardinals, Simeon Rice, oh, defensive end. Man, classic. Hell. Didn't he also just play for the Bucks? Fucking, yeah. Hell of a fucking DN. Oh, great, yeah. Um, so, yeah, back of the card. Uh, it says the third overall pick in the 1996 draft, mm. Rice proved to everyone he was worth it by being selected the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. His 12 sacks tied an NFL record for mm. sacks by rookie at that mm. time. Damn. So 12, his rookie year. Mm. Nice. So uh, uh, yeah. So this is uh, his second season. This card is nice. Yeah, he so, used to be the shit, dude. His rookie numbers: 42 tackles, mm. uh, 10 assists. Twelve and a half sacks. Damn. Yeah. That's year. it. That's a good year. Simeon Rice. There you Simeon go. Simeon Rice. So we have a Simeon Rice. Mm-hmm. We have 
Del Greco, oh, yeah. Al Del Greco, and we have Jamie Asher. Oh, Jamie so, Asher. brother, you tell me which one out of the three do you like the best? Oh, I like the the, the Greco, Del Greco, Del Greco. Yeah, just because of the name. Strictly on the name sake. All right. Um, since I like both of them, I'm going to go with Simeon Rice okay. just to be different. All right. But those were cool. Oh, yeah. right. So that is it. On to the next, brother. So do we might as well just jump into good old Jersey talk. Need the Patrice drop. Yeah. Jersey talk. Jersey talk. <laughs> let's get into so. that. Okay, brother. Let's mm. get into some Jersey talk. Jersey and um, if you never heard us do the Jersey talk segment mm-hmm. because you missed the past couple episodes it was or you just by, discovered us. Yeah, it was, um, disco- it was uh, suggested by a fucking listener and friend of the show, Dan Sharkey. Shout out. Shout yeah. out to Sharkey. Yeah. And uh, why don't you let the audience know kind of what oh, we do well, we just go through. We're going to go through the... We decided to extend it. But for now, we're going to go through the whole NFL and we're going to just go pretty much right now division by division. And we're going to go through each team and... Pick out which one of their jerseys we personally like the most. Our all-time favorite jersey of that franchise, even if we fucking hate the franchise. Right. So, so far we did the NFC East Mm -hmm. and we've done the AFC East. So, So this week we're headed to the AFC um, West. So, let's start with that, brother. Sure. And um, take a look over here. Make sure you can see the monitor here. Broncos. We're going to start with the Broncos. Okay. you know what? And for the most part, I'll say, mm-hmm. throughout time, I like the Broncos jerseys. I never really hated them. Never hated them. And they were the first. Except that brown thing. Whatever that yeah. Is. I, uh, that I, yellow that nasty throwback. Thing. Yeah. That, that thing can go. But I think about um, mid-90s or late mm. 90s, rather, when like all the new uniforms were starting to get yeah. slowly introduced. The new styles, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Broncos were kind of the first one mm-hmm. to implement those. Oh, yeah. And that was like a big deal at the time, yeah, yeah, you know? Really it was like, like a new... That sleek, modern look. Ushering a new style, mm-hmm. you know, for years to come. Oh, yeah. And now I think we're kind of at the time now where we're starting to see a shift again. But, like, with the two-tone colors mm-hmm. and things like that, like the Jaguars do. Um, and I think they'll keep evolving. But, yeah, that jersey mm-hmm. specifically, I remember that one standing oh, yeah. out and being like, whoa, this is, like, this is cool. This yeah. is different. <laughs> yeah. So, let's look. Here we go. Yeah. Those oranges with the blue helmets, right? The 89 through 96. I'm going to have to go with that. That I one, yeah. That, I think that's my favorite one, yeah. I'm like, that's the one you're talking about, that new 97. Yep. That's the year they brought those out. Those are nice. Like, don't get me wrong, those are really nice jerseys. But I got to go with those 89, the Elway, you know. Original Elway yep. style. Mm-hmm. With the blue helmet. Yeah. I, I think I have... I like understand the classic factor of those. Yeah, I like it. But my memories growing up watching ball mm. as a kid, I remember this more. Mm-hmm. You know the the current jerseys, oh, yeah, and I remember I how it. impactful they were. So like, I have a kind of a sweet spot for these. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah. I do like those. So I'll lean to those ones. You're going with the 97s. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I guess I'm sticking with the 89s. Things are cool. That's okay. That's okay. I think they're cool. Um, let's go on to the. The Raiders. There's not much difference throughout the years. <laughs> Did it ever change? Nah. But they do have one of the cooler jerseys just because that black, badass jersey. They're one of the few teams that have had the same jersey yeah. almost throughout their entire existence. Now, yeah. I'm looking back in 1962. 
Mm. Uh, apparently, they had black helmets and yellow numbers. That's, That's kind of weird. Yeah. 1963, they introduced the silver helmet. Mm-hmm. And from there on out, yes. it's silver pretty much been the same that. jersey. And I am mad at it because no. you know still to this day what my favorite oh, yeah. hardest jersey is. The Black Bo Jackson. To go to. Coolest jersey, yeah, I think, in my opinion, ever. football. Football jersey-wise, I think that's the coolest one to have. Yeah, it's, it's badass. But I actually think, when it comes to the, the Raiders, for me, besides their black jersey, it's a classic. I think I like their silver jersey the most, though. They have that alternate gray-silver jersey. Yeah, yeah. With uh, what combination, though, with the pants? With the gray pants, too. Gray on gray? Full gray on gray, or silver on silver. I like the whole it Reminds yeah. me of the Jamarcus or the white. Russell era. Or the white. The white pants with the gray top. That's clean. That's yeah. a clean look. Yeah, yeah I do like clean. that, too. Yeah, listen. I'll go with that. Raiders classic, man. Yeah, that's too classic. Can't fuck this up. No. And they're smart, because... They haven't tried to ever like re- nah. reinvent the wheel with these. Yeah, they just keep it real basic. But you know, I'm, I'll go with those actually, just to switch it up from the normal black. If I was to make a change, I think I would fuck with the logo a little bit. Nah, I think that's a timeless logo. Can't touch that. Yeah. Um, if I was to do anything, yeah. maybe you know, make it bigger or something. I don't know, but yeah, o- overall Raiders classic jerseys, yeah. absolutely. So we're cruising along with mm-hmm. these, and then another team. Yeah. Right? With great jersey history. Yeah. The, Maybe the best? Yeah, I think the best. The Chargers? Yeah. I, the, every year they put out a different like different style of a jersey that's fucking insane nice. Oh, almost every year. Every time they, they revamp something, it looks sick. These are going to be talk, tough to pick because I don't know which ones I like the most. Okay, so we'll go back to... Because even now they have like these really cool... You know, 1960s, mm. these are the the uh, classic powder yeah. blue throwbacks that we all know, right? Uh, with the white helmets and the yellow bolt, and then the powder blue jersey, and then the white pants with the yellow bolt going down each side. Um, and then they had the white away ones. Yeah, I mean, those were cool. Uh, I cannot complain. Sliding down. They don't change much through here, but they change like... They changed the bolt color yeah. in 1966 to blue. Okay. Then they switched Those it back. 68. 68. See, that's the real powder blue right there. With the blue bolt down the side of the mm-hmm. pants? Yeah. Oh, the line maybe. The white line. Yeah, white ones. These ones, yeah. 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 So, like, I think about the Junior Seau years mm-hmm. when they went to the Super Bowl. What was it? 95 against... Uh, yeah. Steve Young led Niners, and you know they got funny? smacked. Who, uh, from who that was, era, I think I'm going to go with the same thing, but I'm going to go with the powder blue from that era. Go down. With the uh, uh, 2000 right there. Yeah. I'm at that with the yellow what? stripe, with the white pants with the yellow stripe down the side. Yeah. I mean, that's that's hard to yeah. it's hard to argue, brother. I like that one, but I, I, I like the, the darker, the darker navy, blue navy blue ones. Blue. Yep. Fair enough. I like those. Uh, but always nice jerseys, bro. Oh, always. always Even like nice. these new ones are fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Last team, the Chiefs. Chiefs. That's a team that doesn't change up much either. I feel like the teams that have like the most basic color combinations, they just work. Mm -hmm. They don't have to go crazy because it's just a nice, clean look. The Dallas Texans. They were the Dallas Texans? Let me see if they show any uh, alternates. One more right there. The white one, that era, with the fucking heavy tones of yellow over the fucking... Red numbers. I think those are the nice ones. Nice I, I had a Tony Gonzalez jersey like that. Of that. That's awesome. It was the white, old school, mm-hmm. 90s, fucking 
Gonzalez, man. I think that's my favorite dude. Yeah, no, I, I can't complain because I had. <laughs> you did this. I think everyone had like this point in time. Like, of course, wearing jerseys in our time growing mm-hmm. up was like you know a thing to do. It was oh, more yeah. popular. It was like kind of more of a fashion statement than what it is now. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like kids don't really rock jerseys like no. we did in our time. No. So there was a, definitely a time where, like, of course, I'm diehard Jets fan for life. But I liked other players, right? Like, I played mm-hmm. Madden. Supported I was getting other the fantasy. Players. So I started rocking, like, from other teams, like, mm-hmm. uh, players from other teams. But I would never go, like, AFC East teams outside the Jets, of course. <laughs> no. I would I could never, never fucking do that. Do that. Yeah. But, you know, guys like Tony Gonzalez, I'm like, yeah. I, you know, I used to be <laughs> – there was this one spot in the mall, and they used to have sales for twenty four ninety nine mm-hmm. jerseys. And I'd wait for those sales to go on, and I'd clean up, man. Nice. I, I, I had a few from there that were really cool. But yeah, the Gonzalez one was awesome. So yeah, I think I have a picture or two still out there with me <laughs> rocking that. But yeah, I, I you know what? I'm gonna go with I am going with the a red on red combination. Yeah, the red yeah, on red is nice. This one here. Yeah. See Alex Smith. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, that's I do. A good one. I like the red on red. No, it's badass. I can't can't argue with it. It's awesome. <laughs> so uh, that is it, folks, for this week's version of Jersey Talk. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So I know we dove into a lot about sports, heavy mm-hmm. football today, right? So I want to do yeah. a little transition okay. and talk a little movies. Okay. Movies, movies, Film. big movies. It's the summer. Some Always big blockbuster hits, right? Yeah. And there's one that I've been waiting for for some, quite some time. Mm-hmm. And then it dropped. Mm-hmm. Reviews weren't great. Yeah, I was like, you know what? Maybe I won't go see it in the movies. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll wait until it drops on any streaming network, mm-hmm. or if I could rip it off online, like whatever. So that's what I decided to do the other day for Jurassic World Dominion, mm-hmm. the third installment in the Jurassic World mm-hmm. series, right? So yeah, I have yet to bother, and now I'm not going. I'm hearing <laughs> all this shit. You know, going into it, that ah, it's all about like insects. I'm like insects. Like, what are yeah, you talking? Bugs? I'm like, how can it just be about bugs, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I understand the origin, right, mm-hmm. with the mosquito and all that, yeah, and how yeah. that played out. I mean, listen, they explain that to us a million times. We get how that works mm-hmm. in that world, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, this was like a whole different story, kind of unrelated from what I seen. Mm-hmm. And guys, listen, I think I got maybe an hour in. I don't even think I got an hour. It's a long movie. It's like. Two plus hours. Jesus Christ. And um, I was half baked and uh, tired, so I didn't get fully through. But the big thing was, dude, I was bored to death. Yeah. Absolutely bored. I, it did nothing. And let me tell you, the um, dinosaurs, mm-hmm. the dinos, yeah, yeah, they were, first of all, like secondary to the story. Which I'm Let's like, this rip. is a Jurassic Park film. Yeah, yeah. Why are we not focusing on goddamn dinosaurs? And then when they are in the movie... Dude, they looked equivalent to video game graphics. Ugh, I'm like, what is this? That's the worst. what am I watching? Yeah. It reminded me, and I texted the um, the group chat about mm-hmm. this. It reminded me. It had the feel of like a, a, a blockbuster movie comes out, and then mm-hmm. they want to capitalize and do a TV uh, spinoff, mm-hmm. right? Of, it seemed uh, like of, a sci-fi movie original. Like that's what it felt like. Yeah. The whole movie. That's the worst. The acting. Those are the worst. Yeah, the cheap bullshit. Yeah. I'm like, Ugh. is this a joke? So I didn't even finish it yet. No. But I had to, to come on the podcast. Are you even going to finish it? Maybe tonight. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Like a big maybe. 
And you bring back fucking Dr. Alan Grant. Yeah, you bring back all the goods. And, uh, you know, the chick, what's her name? Uh, uh, whatever. I don't remember, but yeah. But you bring out back these original guys. You got Dr. Malcolm back, too. And this is what you put out. <laughs> so, I mean, that's it, man. Jurassic it World, bad. shut it down because it was that bad. Yeah. <laughs> Close the park for good. No well, in this one, spoiler, spoiler alert. Uh-huh. Um, it was kind of reminded me of reminiscence of Jurassic Park 2. Huh. Where now the dinos are kind of out into the regular I, society. Yeah. Oh, oh, so it's like. Okay, so they. Listen, remember how bad uh, mm-hmm. Jurassic Park 2 was? Yeah, yeah. So they got to try it again, right? Jeff Goldblum had a black color in that one, right? Yes. Because it worked so good the first time. Um, but no, fucking. So, like, wait. So, so, so in this one, the dinos are just out and about and everybody knows about them, like it's no big deal? Yes. That always pisses. That storyline plot always bothers me. It doesn't work. It's, it's not realistic. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. So now there's these big insects. These, uh-huh. And now the whole plot is for this is that they're saying it's manufactured because certain crops weren't getting attacked. Some were. And then there was biotin or whatever the com- this company is that they're mm-hmm. looking into. And they're saying that they manufactured these fucking giant insects now. Hmm. And, you know, the reason for it, yada, yada, I'm not going to go into it. Mm-hmm. Again, I only got not even halfway through. <laughs> but that's, that's oh, that it. bad, dude. That's hey, it? You're going to give them how many Marones? Oh, them? shit. One yeah. Zero. The Marone fucking scale. Let's yeah. bring it back. It's been a while. Um, how bad, though? That's the question. It might not be worth any. <laughs> I'm, I mean, really? From what I've seen so far, one. Oh, my God. One Marone? One Marone. Take care. That's bad. Don't even brush it. Take care, brush your hair. So, Damn. Major that's disappointment. That's a, that's a hype kill. Because that's one of those movies, like, I watched the first two. I ain't really, I liked the first one. The other one was, the, it was eh, they were starting to yeah. go down. And now that this one's shit, I don't even want to see it. No, it's, dude. I, I mean, so. I think you have to at this point, just yeah. so you can have the experience you know and realize how shitty it you is. You know when I'm going to watch it? I it's know exactly very, when I'm going to watch it. What? When they put it on FX... When it's just on TV, on loop, on FX one day, and I'm just at home, I'm like, oh, I never saw this, and I'm just going to put it on then. That's when I'll watch it. Dude, you, you got to just <laughs> see it just to realize how, how bad it actually is. Yeah. So, I mean, what's the future now for Jurassic uh, it's gotta be World? It's I gotta think be they it. have to close it I out. I think that's it. This is what's going to happen. Ten years is going to pass. Oh, and they're going to revamp it like the first Someone one. else will pick it up. Someone will sell the <laughs> rights, buy the rights, whatever. And then there's going to be a new hotshot producer or someone that wants to do it. And yeah. um, they'll revitalize it again, just like everything <laughs> else. And, hey, but maybe it needs that break. I think I think yeah. the franchise does need the break now. And give it 10 years and uh, and we'll see. But huh, I don't know what they were trying to do with this. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't. I got nothing else for you except for that sucks because I don't really plan on seeing it now. But, yeah, I had to get that off my Good. chest. Um, it has to happen. That's it, man. Maybe, maybe not. I'll finish it. We'll see. Yeah, I doubt you will. Anyways, <laughs> what else you want to get but, into? But uh, no, I think you know what. Enough time on this. I'm I'm a little tired. I'm really hungry. <laughs> I need to go eat. I think it's about time we shut down this episode. So of course we get to close it out with this week's <laughs> moment of the week. Of course, uh, this week we're taking for all the way back from a uh, little league World Series we pull from this week because. I, I don't. I told you I don't follow the League World Series ever, really, nothing like that. But I fucking I 
I always find something, and there, there's always something entertaining that these kids do or the teams do. Something happens, like, that makes the shit entertaining. No, it's always on, like, something on ESPN or on, like, a highlight somewhere. Be like, like, like Big Al last year. It was just, like, this big fat kid who hits home runs all the time, like the fucking ham. He's just like, what is Big Al? Look at that fat kid, like, and I hit diggers. Like... He was the man. So this year, uh, I saw I saw it somewhere. A team from Wyoming, the Wyoming Little League team. They have this big fucking rodeo, fucking corn, fucking grass-fed white American kid that's just like this big brick shit house. That's like bigger than all the other twelve-year-olds by a lot. And he's like their big home run hitter on Wyoming. He comes out to bat wearing fucking rancher's gloves, like. I thought I was on like, is he wearing like mechanics gloves? He's wearing legitimate rancher's gloves up at bat and just cracks fucking home runs. I'm like, this is fucking great. And then they're playing a team where they're pulling up, I guess, stats from the other team. And there's always like little like fun facts about the player. Well, the one player that they're playing against had, it was like, oh, your favorite actor or actress. And his was Alexis Texas. <laughs> and the boy. kid's like, no, Atta more boy. than 12. So... Mucho respect to that kid. Is she even like a thing in the porn world anymore? I, don't know. I haven't heard that name in a while, I have so I'm no like, idea. I was like, well, that's a weird one to call out at I that know. age. That's funny though. Like, was I he res- looking at his father's uh, browser I, history? Maybe. maybe. <laughs> I, res- I respect him though. I respect those kids. But like the Little League World Series always pulls shit like that, where you can always find a good laugh at. And I think that's it for 25. I'm a little cooked. I'm tired. I'm coming off a of sickness. Respect him. I'm just trying to go relax. <laughs> Understood, my brother. So, so yeah. let's wrap it up. All right, everybody. If uh, you heard us before, you know the deal. Visit allstarvintage.shop uh-huh. That's for right. all your favorite vintage sports gear. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to support the show, check out the shop, man. We got yeah. a lot of cool shit there. And uh, listen. This. Yeah, man. Um, Share it with your friends. For real, dude. So, like, dude, yeah. Word of mouth is huge, man. It still, is. in this digital age, still. The biggest way to blow up is word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And listen, man, you got to get those downloads up. Yep. Help us, folks. Up, folks. Uh, spread the word. Share our episodes. Uh-huh. All that good stuff, man. We appreciate it. It's time for us to roll, brother. Everybody, take it fucking sleazy. And we out. This has been the All-Star Vintage Podcast with your hosts, Mark Jameson and Dom Morrow. We'll be back with another episode whenever we feel like it.